Steve Dale on a Sunday afternoon on WGN. It's 1235. So thank you very much for all your texts. And apparently I'm not alone. Other people noticed that no matter where you went, I have all these examples. Uh, it wasn't quite as crowded on New Year's Eve as previously. David Fry probably went to some giant party somewhere and in a tuxedo, I'm sure, because he's always. I think you go to bed in a tuxedo. Every time I see you on television, you're in a tuxedo. Happy New Year, David Fry. Well, well, thank you. I just got a new tuxedo, and I thought momentarily about wearing it last night, but I thought that would be a little bit of a reach here in Seattle. <laughs> Where did you go? Surviving without my tuxedo. I went to the world famous Buckley's Sports Pub. In uh, in Seattle, <laughs> and I think they were probably would not have been ready for me to show up in a tux either. So, uh, you know, the last time I did that, somebody looked at me and said, "Can I get a table for two near the front, please?" <laughs> you remember this? We went to the same event. We've been to the same event many times. By the way, David Fry is Mister Dog Show. If you don't know. National Dog Show presented by Purina Thanksgiving Day for the past years. It's David Fry with John O'Hurley broadcasting that show. Before that, the Westminster Dog Show. If there is a dog show on television worth watching, this is the guy with the uh, movie Best in Show. This is the guy they poked fun at. <laughs> David Fry right here. So do you remember the time? No, I'm, a, I'm, a big, I'm a big target. I'm a, I'm a big <laughs> no. target. You remember the time, uh, David Fry, that you and I went to the same event, and David Fry is a bigger target than I am. In that, uh, you are what about six two, maybe? Yeah, I'm about six two. Yeah, but I'm I'm getting I'm getting shorter through the years. I'm five <laughs> eleven actually. But, okay, um, so still, I always tell I always tell the photographers to make me look six two. So that's so probably what I'll take five eleven. So he's five eleven, a hundred and whatever whatever pounds, and you're <laughs> you're truly is somewhat vertically impaired. So what am I, 5'1", five, 5'2", five, maybe, maybe, something like that? Uh, my producer says <laughs> yeah. not even. So uh, I say I'm 5'1", <laughs> or 5'2", and uh, weigh significantly less than David Fry because I'm significantly shorter than David Fry. Yet I left the event with your overcoat somehow and went to wherever oh, I went, probably I back to my that. hotel. Do you remember that? Yeah, because I was the last guy to leave. It was my event for Angel on a Leash, our therapy dog charity, and and the last coat on the rack. I went over. Well, it looks like mine, so I went over and put it on, and, <laughs> and it was about forty pounds small. <laughs> so with the with the arms coming up to me. the elbows, and yes, yes. So somehow we figured yeah. out we had one another's jackets, but that means we're brothers, right? That's it. If that doesn't do it, I don't know what does. I think so. It's always great. It's always great to be anywhere with you. I just don't need to be wearing your coat. (laughs) So So there's a big dog show coming, a cluster, as they say, of dog shows coming, a pack of dog shows coming to Chicago. The Windy City, uh, the Windy City uh, cluster in Schaumburg, um, three dog, three kennel clubs are having shows uh, this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and uh, it's gonna. We hope it'll be a little bit of a of a uh, uh, of a hint about what's coming up with the the International Kennel Club of Chicago in August as we go back to McCormick Place. But for now, we've got we've got three dog shows with um, you know different club giving the show each day, and it's uh, we've got about fifteen hundred dogs and all the all the breeds you could ever want to have. And uh, and we're excited about it. We're excited to bring it to the good people of Schaumburg. And we hope that 
people from Chicago might find their way out there as well. Well, of course, and we have many listeners, of course, in Schomburg as well. So I want to talk about this dog show or cluster of dog shows. Uh, <laughs> but what happens for those who don't know and those who have not been to a dog show? Uh, what's it like? What do you see? Well, we see the competition. First of all, it's a typical confirmation dog show, and the competition takes place. Uh, in the rings, you compete first at the breed level, and if you win your breed, you can advance into your group, and if you win your group, you advance into the final seven for best in show. So that's that's a fairly typical dog show, and I kind of blew through that. But but at the, at the cluster, we do a lot of other things. We have we have um we're having a grooming contest uh, that might involve some, um, is some that, coloring. And, is that contest for people or dogs? <laughs> well. It's for both. It's it's really? how how well the people groom their dogs. Oh, so, I see. Uh, so that'll be fun. There'll be some you know fun things, imagination and coloring and things that are going to be a part of it. We've got a breeder symposium going on. It's uh, in in cooperation with the American Kennel Club, where uh, the dog people, the people who breed dogs and, and are involved in the sport and, and purebred dogs, get together and talk about that. We've got demonstrations of agility and obedience and things like that um, with the, with the uh, four-year canine people. And then uh, we have some uh, an open dog show, which is breeds that are not recognized yet by the American Kennel Club. So there'll be some breeds there that you haven't seen before. You don't see those walking down the street. So we've got a little bit of everything for everybody, and, and uh, we're excited about it. So if you have a question for David Fry, 312-981-7200. You can text, you can call Mr. Fry. So let me ask a question. What did you just say? You have the breeds that haven't been <laughs> recognized because they don't like those because breeds? No, they're, uh, they're breeds that are, have a presence in this country, but not enough of a presence yet uh, to be recognized by the American Kennel Club for regular competition in the dog show. So we call, them, we call that our miscellaneous class, uh, rare breeds, if you will. That uh, that the dogs are sort of in the bullpen. They're they're getting ready. They're practicing. They're getting ready. We need to have enough of them in this country. They need to have a geographic distribution, and they need to have a parent club that watches over them. And when all those things come into play, and they've com- competed for a little bit in the miscellaneous class at a dog show, uh, which is only the miscellaneous class, they can't advance anywhere. Uh, in competition. But then uh, once they get to that point, then the AKC will recognize them. And we call them new breeds, but they really aren't. They really aren't new. They've been around for years in some places in different countries. And, and, uh, and, and they are new to the competition because at first they're finally recognized. This year we've got three new breeds, for example, that have been recognized by the AKC uh, that, that will be present at our dog show, the Moody, um, the Bracco Italiano, and the Russian toy. Well, let, all, let's back uh, up. Let's back up a little bit. So, what is? The, I'm kind of rolling here. Yeah, I, pull me down. <laughs> pull me down. <laughs> You're on a roll. So the Moody I'm on is, a roll. is that is that a dog Moody. that you never know what the temperament of that dog is going to be from day to day? <laughs> well, it's spelled M-U-D-I uh-huh. so to help you differentiate they're with from, that. But it's a from dog. It's Hungary? a Hungarian herding yeah. dog. See, I knew that. Yeah, I knew that. Very good boy. Thank They're you. closely related to the Pumi and the Puli. Yes. Um, they, they look a little different, but, but they are the same. They're not, they have a, a, a great presence in Hungary. They're very popular as a farm dog, as a herding dog. 
and uh, they have a great presence there, and there's a lot of them in Finland for some reason. But um, there haven't been that many of them in this country until recently, and now so you'll get to see them at the shows this weekend. The Bracco Italiano is a sporting dog that uh, is a, a, a pointing dog of substance. Looks like a, a looks somewhat like a big basset with a basset with legs, and <laughs> and the they're beautiful dogs. They really are, but they are mm. of substance. They can push their way through the the briars and the brambles out there in the field. And so we've got those two. Then we have the Russian toy. Um, the Russian toy, you know, is coming on at a time where the Russians need a little PR, <laughs> and uh, maybe this yes. sweet this sweet little fun dog can help with that. And. And uh, so there's three new breeds. You'll see some other breeds that are not in the competition yet, but um, but they'll be at the show, and you can wander around and talk to them. So isn't the Russian toy one of the smallest, even smaller maybe than the Chihuahua, or have I got that wrong? No, I think you might be right. They look like they're about four pounds, and, and if, they, if they get to, I think they're disqualified if they get to be too big. But Interesting. Um, but but yeah, they're fun little dogs. We've been around them for photo shoots, and they were at the National Dog Show. So um, so I've gotten familiar with them a little bit. I really love the Bronco, the Bronco Italiano. It's a great sporting dog, and and uh, we've had fun with all three of these breeds and photo shoots, and and actually seeing them at the National Dog Show too. So all right, so I've come seen, out and, and introduce yourself. All right, so I have some – yeah, say hello to David Fry. So I have some questions here, <laughs> 312-981-7200. One question is, where is the show? And tell me how I can get tickets, which is really two questions, but that's from area code 262. Well, we're welcome, area code 262, to the dog show. It's at the Renaissance Schomburg Convention Center, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, you can get tickets by going to the great to going to greatamericandogshow.com. We'll give you ticket information and and some more information about the show, as if I haven't given you all you would ever want and need. <laughs> Another question: You give me more than I want all the time. Uh, can kids can kids get up and close uh, get up close and personal with the dog? Yes, yes, we are having a, a little bit of a of a meet and greet with, with the dogs. And, and, you know, they're in they're, they're not, It's not a bench show per se, but it is a, a show where people are set up with their grooming and you can wander around on, in, in amongst all the dogs being groomed, talk to the owners and handlers and breeders of these dogs and find out a little bit about a particular breed that, that maybe may seem to be of interest to you. It's important. It's an educational event. We want, we're really aiming more at the general public in terms of teaching them about the different breeds. So that if I see a beagle and I'm, wanna, I'm thinking about getting a beagle for my family, um, I can talk to the beagle people and find out what beagles are all about, if they'd be the right dog for me and the right dog for my family. So that's an important thing that you get to do at our dog show. Okay, I have another question. This one's from me. Uh, can we, when we come <laughs> back, can we talk about animal-assisted therapy and can I break for commercials first? Go get them. Yep, I played all these songs at one time in my life, you know, and so sad that uh, now two of the Pointer Sisters are gone. Uh, The death of uh, this Pointer Sister was just announced, uh, Bonnie Pointer, and I think it's Anita Pointer. God, I get my Pointer Sisters confused. I need to go to David Fry for this information. 
Bonnie Pointer was the other Pointer sister who passed Anita away. Anita Pointer. She's not. Yeah. What was that? Anita Pointer. We have a Anita Pointer. It's it's her name, Anita. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I think you're right. Yeah. I, I think June Pointer maybe still survive. I don't <laughs> I know. help where I can. Well, <laughs> so when David Fry, he is an expert on the Pointer Sisters and dog shows, 312-981-7200 if you have questions for David Fry. You know, any dog, any dog, if that dog is a dog, uh, was bred to do something. Uh, but over the years... Uh, those jobs, I think, have changed a bit for many dogs. And sadly, and this is something I talk about, as you know, at veterinary conferences, many dogs are unemployed. We don't give them enough to do, if you will, uh, and because I believe all dogs need a job. And that job might be for the right dog with the right temperament under the right circumstances as uh, animal-assisted therapy dog or animal-assisted activity dog. Can you explain what these dogs do, Dave? Well, a lot of it is just, just being a dog, because when a dog walks into the room, the energy changes. And I know you're a great believer and supporter in therapy dogs. Thank you for that. And I think that's where you stole my coat was at a therapy dog <laughs> board meeting when yeah. you were on my board for Angel on a Leash. But we, um, you know, the dog, we, we now have the science is showing us that, yeah, there's some truth to this, because when a, do- when a person interacts with a dog and all of us um, know this, uh, who have a dog, we all know this, that when you interact with a dog, you feel better. Well, why do you feel better? Well, the science is showing it's because your blood pressure goes down. You get you increase the, the production of good the good hormones, and, and, and that's the simplest part of it. But uh, the other thing is, too, you get people to smile. You get, all they have to do is smile, and that helps, that helps any healing process. It helps anything with with people uh, who are in need, and you can it can be kids, it can be seniors, it can be people in hospitals, um, it can be people who are undergoing you know some some dramatic uh, disaster somewhere. Um, uh, we were at, we had a great presence at uh, Newtown at Sandy Hook when that happened, and, and most of these places there are organizations that show up with their dogs. When, when there are people in need. So um, I think it's just inherent with these dogs that they make you feel good. And, and I, I know you know that. You and I have spoken at conferences all over the place about it, and I know you're a believer, and I know you understand it perfectly. So I'm honored to be on and share with you um, our feelings about these therapy dogs. Well, I'm honored to be on with you to talk about it. You wrote a book all about it called Angel on a Leash, and that's kind of what they are. And anyone who does this stuff, you know, when you and I first started talking about this, Dave, uh, there were non-believers, if you will, and uh, medical professionals who said, oh, no, you can't come into our facility because of whatever, whatever, whatever. But that's rarely the case now. In fact, uh, there's a group in Chicago who I know you're very familiar with and appreciate called Rainbow Animal Assisted Therapy. And they almost can't get enough dogs to fill all the positions for all the organizations, whether they be hospitals or libraries for reading programs. Dogs just sit there and children who have difficulty reading do their best to the non judgmental dogs, whether they be senior citizen centers or whether they be specifically children's wards and hospitals. I mean, the list goes on and on, rehabilitation centers. And as I said, it goes on and on, right? And and we we found... Go ahead. Sorry. 
No, go. Well, go. I said we found a great we found a great ready audience. Uh, Grace and I, my Brittany, who passed this summer, God love her. Um, we we found a great ready audience for us with the physical therapist and the occupational therapist at the VA hospital. We went to the VA hospital in New York every Wednesday at eleven o'clock, uh, and they were waiting for her at the door because they wanted to get her back in there. We did some bedside visits and things too, but mostly with these guys, uh, they wanted to get them in with their patients who were who were being re- going through rehab for some reason or another. Often it's it's their uh, they've got a new prosthetic limb and they're trying to learn how to use it and how to walk again or how to use their arm and 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 and, and Grace could motivate them to do things to the point where the the therapist would say to me, you know, I've been trying to get him to do this for for a week and your dog just got him to do it in five minutes. So, you know, they can do that. And whether you put a brush in your hand and they brush the dog or they pet the dog or they give them a treat, um, those are things that often go unnoticed. But but I think we do a lot of work in the bed with the dogs and the patients and, and uh, just being petted and just having some sort of recognition and, and have somebody – uh, it gives somebody a reason to think about something other than the challenges they may be facing. So the, the, what you're talking about is goal-directed therapy, and I think it comes into three buckets in my view. So one is goal-directed therapy, where the dog is trained and the human is trained to listen to the medical professional, perhaps a therapist, perhaps a doctor, but a medical professional saying the goal is because maybe it's a prosthetic limb or maybe someone suffered uh, a brain injury for some reason and says, okay, throw the grip the tennis ball or to throw the tennis ball uh and gee whiz the dog gets a tennis ball thrown that's one happy dog who will retrieve the <laughs> tennis heaven. ball right right so so <laughs> right. that but but it turns out and study after study after study after study now shows all this stuff works that people are more likely to do that for a dog non-judgmental dog for whatever reason than they are for a human being but there are two other buckets and one other bucket is that, and you and I have witnessed this, this doesn't happen every day, but we've witnessed it, where someone who isn't able to, I mean, someone who maybe hasn't spoken for a year is now recognizing the dog, is told the dog's name is Grace, and says with a smile on their face, hi, Grace. And everyone in the room cheers up. These miracles do happen. There was one example in uh, with an organization I previously was involved with where someone actually kind of quote-unquote woke up. And it was because the dog was right there in the room. A family member took the person's hand down to the dog, helped that person pet the dog, and that person had been, I don't know if they were in a coma or, or whatever, but quote-unquote woke up after many, many weeks. Uh, but sometimes... Mm-hmm. It is just putting a smile on someone's face. And that someone, which is something you are great at talking about, might be the child, let's say if it's a child going through cancer treatment, but it might be the, the mom or the dad or the a parents, sibling. The parents, absolutely. Yeah. Bill Sullivan, who was the CEO at the Ronald McDonald House in New York when I was going there all the time, um, he said, if you make a child smile, you're going to make the parents smile. And that's you know something that that families who fought these battles against cancer and other things, mostly cancer at the Ronald McDonald house, um, they, they appreciate that stuff. And what, and when you get somebody to smile or laugh, they, 
and the parents are smiling and laughing with them and saying, my God, I haven't seen my kid like this in a week since the last time you were here, maybe. But, yeah. But yeah. Uh, that's the way it works. I, we visited a guy in Portland when we were putting our uh, Angel on a Leash program into the Providence Hospital in Portland, Oregon. Um, we visited a guy who, who was in the cardiac ICU. And, and we don't normally visit ICUs, as you know and well understand. But this guy had been had crashed during some kind of cardiac surgery and and uh, had been in intensive care for a couple of months, had a tube down his throat. Um, we went to visit him. My friend Tom Lasley, you remember Tom? He was on the angel board with yeah, you. Yeah. Um, Tom had been had a relationship with this guy, and but but he hadn't talked. First of all, he had a tube down his throat, so... Uh, but he had finally gotten this tube out, and Tom said, I want you to bring the dog. We're going to bring my dog up to visit him and and see what happens. And we had media following us, too, which made it all the more amazing, all the more pressure-filled. And and he's interacting with the dog, and, and we're doing that for five or ten minutes. And I, say, and I say, you know, let's step out of the room. Bring the dog, step out of the room. We don't. This guy's in intensive care. We can't stay here forever. And so we come out. Go out in the room, go out in the hall. Tom and I were talking about over his dog, Alon, Tom's dog. And uh, and we're standing here with the nurse, and the guy's sitting up in his, he's sitting up in a wheelchair in the room, and he waves, he gives Tom the little wave to come back, come back. And Tom looks around, looks at the nurse and says, well, this guy hasn't said a word to anybody. He can't talk. He can't, what, I don't know what's going to come of this. So he goes in there, and the guy waves him down to his, to his face, and he says something to him. And Tom breaks into this big smile, and he comes back out, and he says, these are the first two words I've ever heard the guy say. He doesn't say, can I have a drink, or where's my pain pill, or where's my wife, um, or where's the nurse. He says, more dog. Hmm. The first two words he's said to anybody, for anybody to hear in like six months, more dog. I almost changed the name of Angel on a Leash to more dog. Wow. At that point in time, it, yeah. was, it was so impactful. Yeah, I've not heard that story before. We're out of time, Dave. Again, to learn more about the dog show, the website is? GreatAmericanDogShow.com. David Fry, as always, <laughs> thank you so much.